I envision a suit of armor around harmless phosphorescence! Everybody, this is Thoreau Smiley, and I'm both fast and weird. Who's joining me this week? Hey, I'm Josh CC, and I take it out and look at it. Whoa. <laughs> the city is flying, and I'm doing a podcast. I'm Brian Lesh. The gates of hell are filled with my victims' whimperings of sprains, deltoids, and gout. I'm Alaric Weber. <laughs> That's why we couldn't hear you. It was the gout. Um, <laughs> this is Armless Phosphorescence. This is the podcast where we watch every theatrically released full-length live-action superhero movie ever made. We gather some research into the production and the source material, then we tell you all about it. This show is brought to you by patrons. Patrons like executive producers Michael Beckwith and executive producer Atticus Burkett. Do you want to be a patron too? You know you do. It's going to make you feel good. You know you Yeah. All right. <laughs> You're asking for it, baby. Just go to yeah. patreon.com. If you like the way we're dressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It can be an OnlyFans experience if that's what you're really after, guys. I'm I'm just, open yeah, for just it. Ask. Yeah. Put it in the comments. Yeah. Um, you'd like to watch you'd like to watch me eat a bowl of cereal, you say? Yes. Would you like to see pictures of my feet? I mean, whatever's working for you. Um, I want to see you feed Josh cereal with your feet. I'll I mean, pay money. Well, for that. Yeah, uh, I mean, certain, we've got some charged. old VHSs, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it was different then. Yeah. It was a different time. We were all a little more innocent back then. Um, so go to patreon.com slash harmless entertainment. Lots of bonus content. We just did our monthly movie, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, next month, we're going to be doing a Christmas movie. Head on over there. Check it out. This week, though, on Harmless Phosphorescence, we are watching The Avengers Age of Ultron. I was designed to save the world. People who look to the sky and see hope. I'll take that from them first. There's only one path to peace. Their extinction. Try to create a suit of armor around the world. But I created something terrible. Artificial intelligence. It's called the Ultron program. I'm sick of watching people pay for our mistakes. Isn't why we fight so we can end the fight and go home? Well, you amazingly failed. <laughs> Nothing but our wit and our will save the world. So stand and fight. No way we all get through this. I got no plans tomorrow night. I'm always picking up after you, boys. We can tear them apart. From the inside. That's the best you can do! You had to ask. 
The Avengers Age of Ultron was released May 1st, 2015. It had a budget of $495 million. Jesus Christ. Wow. And it took in $1.4 billion. Um, it took in $1.4 This movie cost almost $500 million to make. Like, How much of that shit. went directly to Robert Downey Jr., though? <laughs> um, all but $7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, $7 on the effects. What was? Do we remember the budget on the first one? Uh, ooh, it was over a hundred. Um, I'd have to Does look it, it up. Half of this, yeah. probably. Yeah. Sounds now, now right. to be fair, this fi- that five hundred billion dollars does also include um, the promotional budget. I always include the full gross budget for these because I think it's bullshit to not include the promotional budget when they oh, talk yeah. about these, yeah. which they constantly do for some reason. Um, well, and we've all read the articles, and we're all aware that like. Other than uh, actors' salaries, uh, money doesn't really move. You know what I mean? Mm. Like these studios, the the movies themselves don't make money. They make other movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, you know, the executives make a bunch of money from this. But otherwise, like, it's going to, like, it's going to to special effects houses and it's going to stunt people. And then these people are working on this movie and the next movie too. And it's, yeah, it's, it's Hollywood. (laughs) Hollywood is very, very incestuous. So you mentioned the marketing budget for this being huge. I'm sure. Yeah. Gigantic. We just talk about the marketing for this movie for a minute. Oh my God. It made it look like it was the empire strikes back. Uh, real quick. Uh, sorry. Uh, budget. Estimated Avengers two hundred twenty million. Okay, so double the budget of the first movie. Yeah, plus the success of the first movie—that's free marketing itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could have been Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't think marketing. Yeah, it's the bones. <laughs> it was anticipated. The bones yeah. of the film. It could have been an Empire Strikes Back. It's just. A little more flawed than The Empire Strikes Back, perhaps was. And this is pre Disney, right? This is nope, no, no. Disney came in right no, before is... the first Avengers. Oh, okay, so that's why we get Pinocchio. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. every yeah, they, they had the rights to Pinocchio, so <laughs> yeah, they were definitely playing with <laughs> with uh, the properties that they yeah. had access to. Um, yeah, so but yeah, the marketing is so dark, and Ultron is l- scary. Yeah, the idea yes. of yeah. I'll take that from them first is, yeah, a big, a, a big thing. Well, and we were talking. I mean, James Spader, his Ultron. I think yeah. losing him from the MCU was. I he's he's great. Stupid. I love his take yeah. on Ultron. Whatever else, oh. whatever flaws the movie has, James Spader is fucking phenomenal in this. Um, like I said in our text. He- he there's not a line he delivers that I do not like, and I'm not exaggerating. Not one thing Ultron says that I'm like, eh. right from the very beginning, you know. No, and what his, is this? his his so yeah his his performance is so like off kilter and weird and menacing and mm-hmm. at the same time um, funny while being simultaneously terrifying. Like, yeah. yeah. He's uh, Robert he, California. He's a, yeah. He's the first great villain in for me. 
I mean, Loki. I think Loki, Loki was pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah, Loki's great, but Loki is nebulous. As far as, as a far villain. as a villain, yeah. as far as a badass stand in front of the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Loki. Loki wasn't as much of a villain, but yeah, absolutely. I see what you're saying. Um, he was a I villain, think, but yeah. I think Ultron had the potential to become a Thanos level villain in the MCU. Oh, I think so. Well, and and we see in What If how easy it would have been for right. those of yeah. us that watched What If. Well, and and Al is going to do comic book background, but Ultron has a tendency to come back, so it, he may not mm-hmm. be gone forever. I hope not. I'd I'd love in the opening of the mall. Just like your internet history. <laughs> yeah. Why would Ultron go away? Yeah, got, nothing else on the internet does. Yeah, guys, guys, the the uh, incognito doesn't keep the FBI from spying on you. It just keeps your <laughs> wife from seeing what porn you watch. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Um, there are no secrets here. So, um, all right. Avengers Age of Ultron released May 1st, 2015. Guys, you ready to play the box office top 10 game? This this is the game where I will describe the top 10 movies of the week of May 1st, 2015 using only the box office mojo descriptions and whatever else words I feel like using. And the guys are going to try to figure (laughs) out what movie it is. You can be using words. I'm going to use words and say things. Uh, All right, here we go. Jumping in. The number 10 movie of the week. The lives of a young couple intertwined. (laughs) That's like every third movie in this fucking game. Oh, God. What are their names? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Ben Ben and Paula. Yeah, Ben and Paula have known each other for years. So have you. Yeah. I I have no idea who these actors are. I do not recognize them. How do they become intertwined? Well, with the lives of a young couple. Are they genetically intermeshed? Intertwined with a much older man as he reflects back (laughs) on a past. Intertwined like human centipede style. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's wearing a cowboy hat. And and he's he's looking into her eyes, so I'm assuming this is this is post human centipede then. Yes. Surgically removed. I, I wait a minute. So it's a couple and a man. I think the dude. I, it's an old man. I think it's just him telling them stories about when he was like young. I think it's wholesome. I think it's a, oh. it's like a PG movie. No, it's, it's decent proposal. Yes. It's called The Longest Ride. I don't know this movie at all. I've never heard no. of it before. It looks like it's like a country version of like, like I don't know, The Notebook or something. Um, well, if, you, if you've ever had to ride the Greyhound bus any great distance. That's the longest ride. You'll be stuck next to an old man. Telling you, yeah. tell you many a yarn. Uh, this isn't a Disney tram movie. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, so all right uh, number nine Maria Altman <laughs> an oxygen See, yeah. an, octo- oh, Maria. an octogenarian Jewish refugee takes on the Austrian government <laughs> to recover is this Clive Owen to discover this- to recover artwork she believes rightfully belongs to her family oh. this is not Clive Owen oh wow Ryan Reynolds I think I remember this. Ryan Reynolds? Helen no, I'm Helen Mirren. And Helen Ryan Mirren, Mirren yeah. Was, yeah. I had no idea Ryan Reynolds made a movie that wasn't dumb. Um, <laughs> like ever. 
<laughs> Van Van Wilders. Van Wilders Nazi gold. Yeah. Van Wilder does Argentina. Um, it's called Woman in Gold. I had never heard of this movie before. Um, it's it's pretty good, actually. Is it? You've seen it? Yeah. It looks like it's probably pretty good. Just Ryan Reynolds threw me off there. Um, coming in at number eight, a group of online chatroom friends find themselves haunted by a mysterious <laughs> supernatural force using the account of their dead friend. Is this... <laughs> He keeps posting, let's go, Brandon. Uh, don't open that attachment. <laughs> That's, that'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Chat room. Basically, you, you yeah. It, your Netflix. It, it's a, it's, the, the title is like a dumb piece of like, like Facebook lingo from 10 years ago. LOL. LMAO. <laughs> it's called Unfriended. When people die, they're not unfriended. They're dead. Uh, number they're s- all, they find themselves haunted. Oh my god. I, I found myself haunted. I don't think I realized this movie existed. Alright, number seven? Are we at seven? We're at yeah, seven. Um when her daughter when her father unexpectedly dies. A young girl finds herself at the mercy of her cruel stepmother and scheming stepsisters. Never one to give up hope, though. Her fortunes begin to change after meeting a dashing stranger. Ever After? Or no, no, that was like 98. But yeah, you're on the right Cinderella. track. Yes, <laughs> it is. Uh, it is the live-action remake of Cinderella. <laughs> That's oh, it. There you go. Straight it's ahead. Just Cinderella. Um, I had no idea just they made it out. <laughs> I had, Don't touch the vault. I had no idea they did <laughs> a live action remake of this movie. I think this is their first like test to see if they could remake all the I other I feel movies. like there's constantly one being made. I feel I think like this was the, uh, the like first Jane, one. Though. Like there's always a Jane Austen movie being 101 made. Dalmatians. That one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From like the fucking that. 90s. Um number 6. Oh, this movie is so good. A young programmer is selected to participate in a groundbreaking experiment in synthetic intelligence by evaluating the human qualities of a highly advanced humanoid AI. Her. No. No. She. No. (laughs) They, them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 This stars um, uh, Oscar Isaac. Oh man, Dom Hall Gleason, Deuce Machina, Ex Machina, yeah, really Ex good movie. Ex Machina, that's right, really good movie. Uh, that dance sequence, man. Oh man, oh yeah, um, yeah, I really like that movie. That was the first. Oh my god, yeah, that was the first thing I ever saw him in. Um, this was out bef- before, before, yeah, this was out just before. Um, Lewin Davis, Lewin Davis. Oh no, I would have seen that too. I forgot about that. Um, I was going to say this was out just before, uh, like a few months before um, episode seven. Um, so uh, number five, right? Number five. Yeah. Number five, an alien on the run from his own people makes friends with a girl. <laughs> he tries to help her on her quest, but can be an interference. This is animated. 
It's a DreamWorks movie. And there appears to be a sassy cat who's the alien's foil. <laughs> Sounded like E.T. until you mentioned the cat. Mm. Well, it's animated. Mm. And the alien appears to be purple. <laughs> if that tells you anything. <laughs> it's called... People eater. It's called Home. I'm pretty sure I saw this because Jude was at the age where I was watching all of those kind of movies, but um, I don't remember it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Seth Rogen might have been the alien. I can't remember. Um, number four. After six years of keeping our shopping spaces safe, our hero has earned a well-deserved vacation. He heads to Las Vegas with his teenage daughter before she heads off to college. But safety never takes a holiday. And when duty calls, he answers. Paul Blart 2? Yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yep. I thought it was... I, I was going to guess one of the Taken series or so, which I've seen all of them. I guess there's no Las Vegas. Really? But he Paul. said shopping spaces, keeping our shopping spaces safe. That was right. the dead giveaway. And I thought of it. Paul Blart, but then I was like... <laughs> nope, Paul Blart too. He goes to Vegas and his daughter gets taken or something? I don't know. Wait, yeah, yeah so is Liam Neeson a security guard in Taken <laughs> movies? He yeah, works in like, a, like a Piggly Wiggly or something? We're done. We're, we're done with you for now. Yes. Kevin James, what a fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number three... Uh, Deckard seeks revenge against Dominic and his family. <laughs> Apparently, those names should give people a hint <laughs> if they've watched. Yeah, it should be Blade Runner. But <laughs> who's another Deckard? Let's see. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> there are many people who would know, actually. This is the seventh movie in a series. Okay. Is, is it a fast series? It is. Yes, but is, this... It, might drift? it be Furious? Yes, Furious. Seven? Furious Seven is the name of this oh. movie. Yes. The Puppet oh, Master. Yeah, right. Oh, God. The, the, uh, the worst naming conventions ever. Yeah. Is it fast? Is it Furious? I don't know. It's both. It's seven, though. It's, it's a little of both. <laughs> I'm a little country. I'm a little rock and roll. I'm a little. I was fast. She was furious. <laughs> it's just, it you worked got out. Your chocolate and my peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, number two, a young woman. How did this beat Furious Seven? A young woman born at the turn of the 20th century is rendered ageless after an accident. <laughs> What kind of accident is this? <laughs> is that an accident? She's like, <laughs> I fell into a vat of time. Yeah. After many solitary years, she meets a man who complicates the eternal life she has settled into. Uh, let's see, we got, oh, Blake Lively. Uh, and yeah, I don't know, a bunch of other names. Um, I'm going to get tale as old as time. No, it's actually, it has... It, it, it's a very specific title, actually. It has her name in it. William. Uh, Jessica's Timey <laughs> Wimey Adventure. It's called oh, the, man. Brittany. the Age of Adeline. Oh. 
This is number two movie that week. Yeah, number two, right after our number one, <laughs> when Tony and Bruce try to jumpstart a dormant peacekeeping program, things go terribly wrong. Then, I knew their names and it sounded weird. Tony and Bruce. When Tony and yeah. Bruce, like, oh, those guys. Did you change their names for this? Throw? Yeah, I left the last names <laughs> off on purpose. Oh, so the they went by. Their normal names, not their superhero names. It wasn't when Iron Man and the Incredible. No, Hulk. no, no. The, the actual description on Box Office Mojo is when Tony Stark and Bruce Banner try to jumpstart a dormant peacekeeping program called Ultron. Things go horribly wrong, <laughs> and it's up to Earth's mightiest heroes to stop the antics. <laughs> I did that. A villainous Ultron. Hmm. Yep. Uh, yep. Obviously, it was number one um, at the box office for this week. It was a big movie. Kind of big. Um, and it was based on some comic books. Al, would you care to tell us and the listeners everything that we could ever possibly need to know about all of the characters in this movie and where they came from, where they're going? What did they know, Cotton Eye Joe? <laughs> their hopes and dreams. Mm, nah. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next week. Tina. Okay. We will start with the Maximoff twins. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, Pietro and Wanda. Pietro Maximoff, a.k.a. Quicksilver. Wanda Maximoff, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. We'll I was talk say, about... A.k.a. Slow Silver. <laughs> Um, we'll talk about them somewhat simultaneously because they're twins. That's what you do with twins. Oh yeah, <laughs> Al, you're you're a twin. So are good. you? How, are you the Quicksilver to Claire's Wanda? Are you? Um, weird? Yep, that's are Al. <laughs> are you fast? Which one of you is fast, and which one of you is weird? I I think I'm the weird one. No, you're the fast one by far. <laughs> wait, wait, Al's the fast one. I'm Let's kidding. get your twin on the phone, Al. <laughs> All right. Uh, so both characters were creations of Stanley and Jack Kirby. First appearing, first appearing in the X Men number four, dated March of nineteen sixty four. The twins are first seen as reluctant members of Magneto's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, only desiring safety from human persecution and not really interested in Magneto's plans of global domination. Ah, posers. Mm, so it's similar in this. So Wanda was saved by Magneto from an angry mob. Yes, an angry mob. <laughs> <laughs> Rarely it's a happy mob that yeah. really kills you. Those are flash mobs. Too bad. <laughs> flash mobs. <laughs> He, he was killed in a flash mob. Right. After she accidentally caused a house to burst into flame, uh, Pietro comes along to protect his sister. Uh, I once accidentally caused a house to burst into flame. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't do it with my mind. Good for you. Did I did it by falling asleep. An, aeros an aerosol can. The old fashioned yeah. way. Yeah, with a cigarette on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't become a superhero, though. At least not according to my mom. Originally, they are depicted as mutants, Pietro having super speed and Wanda the ability to control probability. 
after several confrontations with the X-Men and Magneto's abduction by the cosmic entity known as the Stranger, the twins reform themselves and are recruited by Iron Man into the second-generation Avengers team, which would consist of only them, Captain America, and the other new member, Hawkeye. Ah. <clears throat> um... So yeah, this was uh, just over a year after their comics introduction. Um, they became Avengers regulars in the Avengers number sixteen in May of nineteen sixty-five. Awesome. The characters would go through many changes over the years, both in their power sets and their personal histories. In 1974, Wanda's powers expanded when she learned witchcraft from Agatha Harkness. It was Agatha all along. She went goth in high school. <laughs> um, their family history. During the 60s, they are said to be the mut mutant offspring of human Romani parents, Django and Maria Maximoff. Uh, sometime later... It is said that they were adopted, given to the Maximoffs, by the geneticist known as the High Evolutionary. Mm -hmm. In 1974, it is said that they are the children of Bob and Madeline Joyce Frank, Golden Age heroes, Wizard and Miss America. Hmm. Yeah, the Wizard. Remember Wizard? Classic. <laughs> He's fast, right? Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Or does he just and, pee everywhere? Well... <laughs> That's how he gets around so fast. He a little is bit of both. By urine. We all be. He does not. In 1982, Magneto concludes that he is the father of the twins. No, Maury does. Magneto <laughs> goes on Maury. The results of the paternity test are in. Magneto, you are the oh. father. Magneto just shoots Maury across the room. <laughs> He starts running around the audience. <laughs> Magneto's oh, running for his life. Sorry, Al, you've got business. Magneto's parentage of the twins would be canon until disproven in 2014. Oh, that's that's that's, a, that's in the Scarlet that Witch solo comic. That is an incredible comic run. So he's not their father. No, not anymore. Nope. He, he never was. You know he what? Never was. Maybe he wasn't, but he it takes more around. than genetics to be a dad. <laughs> it's true. He raised her. <laughs> in, two, in 2015, the twins discovered that they are not actually mutants and their superhuman traits are the result of experiments by the high evolutionary. It just keeps getting deeper and deeper. It is subsequent going back to the 60s. Yeah. It seems like it is subsequently revealed that adopted parents Django and Maria Maximoff are biologically their aunt and uncle and their real mother is Natalia Maximoff, the previous Scarlet Witch, a sorceress whose father was the Scarlet Warlock. Uh, and that's what they're sticking with or that's where we're at. I, I think that's where we're at. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wanda figures this out traveling into her own subconscious and through this like 
Scarlet Witchy thing. It's a really cool. It visually, it is one of the coolest Scarlet Witch things I've ever seen. The whole comic is her traveling the witch's road with the ghost of Agatha Harkness, like guiding her along. I was gonna. It's s- fun. So kind of similar to uh, that that WandaVision episode. Yeah, yeah. That's they drew on that that origin to get to where yes. they were. Yeah, and they're going to explore it further. Yeah. Um, maybe a little bit more on her later, but let's go, let's talk about Ultron. First appearing unnamed in the Avengers number 54, July of 1968, (laughs) returned with a name the following month. The character was created by Roy Thomas and John Buscema. Do, do we have a, an origin for his name or Um, their name? Ultron's a robot. I don't know. Uh, I briefly read over something. There was a trend going on with names with the suffix Tron. Hmm. And I think there was a previous set of characters somewhere called the Ultries or something. Hmm. Uh, they just liked the way it sounded. Cool. Okay. I mean, I can see it. Like if you're naming things like Tron to be like a robot, like. Robbie yeah. Tron, this, that, and he's ultimate, well, yeah. ultimate robot, he, Ultron. He's, he's, the, Tron he's the ultimate tech, Ronald. No. Ultron. <laughs> Ronald. <laughs> yeah, yes. So uh, Ultron, the robot, was created by Hank Pym, basing the robot's programming on his own brain patterns. Ultron gradually developed its own intelligence and a robot Oedipus complex. Well, See, and... Hank Pym is famously uh, angry and abusive and has like an infor- inferiority complex. Yes. While being yeah. way yeah. too smart for his own good. Which yeah. So building a robot with that as its baseline is prone to yeah. cause problems. <laughs> he kind of hates himself and the world. Yeah. And his father. We get a lot of yeah. like, father. <laughs> um, so... Yeah. Ultron develops a robot Oedipus complex feeling an irrational hatred of Pym and a romantic inclination to Janet Van Dyne. Janet. Well, and protecting Janet from Hank, who beats his wife. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, casting uh, Michael Douglas's Hank Pym was kind of perfect. <laughs> well, and in end, is it, a, yeah, in Endgame, you sort of see that Hank Pym. Because younger Michael Douglas yeah. is a total asshole. Like the per- the person's just calling down to his lab to tell him something, mm-hmm. and he's just a total fucking dick about it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ultron brainwashes Pym into forgetting the robot ever existed and created the synthesoid Vision as a weapon to destroy the Avengers. Hey, that dovetails <laughs> nicely. Ultron is notable as being the first character in Marvel Comics to wield the fictional metal alloy adamantium. Wow. Huh. Nice. Ultron's stories often ended in Ultron's apparent destruction, only for the character to be resurrected in new forms. And, and, and then they'd were, haul ass to Lollapalooza. <laughs> um, I, there were, I think there were at least 18. Wow. Possibly okay. more. Yeah. Um, and that was, they were conveniently numbered. The Um, first one that, or the one, the one that I really remember was in secret wars. 
the first Secret Wars that were in the 80s, like 84 or something. That was the first time I remember Ultron and like noticing him as a villain. Uh, <laughs> Am I at an AA meeting? Thanks for sharing. Yes, thank you all. I'm Josh. Hopefully we see you next week. <laughs> We've got some bad coffee and a lot of cigarettes. Uh, Ultron would develop a god complex and with the goal to destroy humanity. This goal was seen to near completion in the 2013 Age of Ultron crossover storyline that served as inspiration for our movie. Yeah. That is a crazy, crazy trek through the entire Marvel Universe. It really is. Um, I wish I knew more about it. I wish I'd read it. But uh, in an alternate reality, Ultron has defeated most of Earth. Wolverine travels back in time, followed by Susan Storm, to kill Hank Pym uh, before he creates Ultron. I bet the library has it. I'm going to look. Probably. Uh, doing so results in a worse, worse reality where magic overcomes science and Morgan Le Fay rules the Earth. Yes. The witch. Um, and then they have to go back again, and uh, they don't kill. They have to get one Wolverine has to stop the other Wolverine from killing Hank, but then they rig a, a thing into Ultron to some programming that'll activate after all these events have happened. And Sue ahead, Storm Brian. has to convince Hank Pym, the famously misogynistic wife beater that he should create Ultron and integrate the self-destruct device into it. It's a really kind of convoluted thing, but it explores explicitly Hank's misogyny in a weird way where he's like, why would I trust you? You're a dame. Like <laughs> an invisible dame. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she like goes inside his nose and is like, I'll blow your head up. <laughs> um, oh, she goes and says, uh, "I'll blow your pee hole up." <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you! I'm into that shit. Um, <laughs> I'm just glad I heard pee hole today. <laughs> <laughs> the vision. I love the vision. Uh, this character was created, uh, same creators as Ultron, uh, by Roy Thomas and John Buscema. First appeared in the Avengers number 57, cover date October of 1968. Loosely based on a timely comics character of the same name created by Joe Simon and Jack Kirby, first seen in November of 1940. Mm-hmm. The, the Vision was created by Ultron from a copy of the original Human Torch. Um, Ultron added new technology and programming to the android with human brainwave patterns. This aspect of Vision's origin was not revealed until 1975. Up until that point, they just said Ultron just made him. Made him. Uh, but it was Roy Thomas, Roy Thomas the, uh, the writer, he came up with that idea before he left the run of Ultron and then they continued with his idea on that with the human torch aspect. That's cool. With, and with his all blessing. the way back. 
Um, the new Synthesoid Vision was driven by logic, but possessed emotions and was able to achieve emotional growth. <laughs> That's what people do. Yeah. Uh, while Ultron created Vision to destroy his creator, Hank Pym, and the Avengers, Vision would turn on his own creator and join the Avengers, aiding in Ultron's defeat. Um... The Vision's abilities would grow to include superhuman intelligence, senses, strength, and speed, density control, which includes intangibility and invulnerability, flight, regeneration, and technopathy. That old chestnut. <laughs> so what level of intellect did he have? Uh, I would say he has a, a genius level of intellect. My whistle's in the other room. Uh, do, 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 do. <laughs> My whistle's in the other room. <laughs> the Hal Weber story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Karnak thing. Um, Something, I'd say. When Scarlet Witch rejoined the Avengers in 1970, Vision and Wanda became mutual love interests. Hawkeye was into her, too. <laughs> oh, but uh, Hawkeye realized that their love was pure and backed off. He's like, plus that chick's kind of scary, man. <laughs> He's all, I don't know. She makes me quiver. Oh, oh. <laughs> Wanda and vision would marry in giant size Avengers. Number four, June of 1975. And the eighties would see two <laughs> limited series called the vision and the Scarlet witch. In which the couple moved into a house in Leonia, New Jersey, hoping yep. to strengthen their ma marriage by experiencing a life outside the Avengers. It was in the second series that Wanda would become magically pregnant and birth twin boys, Thomas and William. I hate it when they get magically pregnant. Well, you said that earlier about Christmas movies. Wasn't that no. dude, wasn't she magically pregnant? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, jeez. Or was that magically delicious? I think it was magically uh, delicious. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about Jesus. It's all about him all the way up. Oh, yes. Uh, a couple of other characters. Briefly, we saw Laura Barton. Um, I didn't have a, a first appearance date on her, but she was the wife of Clint Barton in the ultimate Marvel reality. Hmm. And so he is married at some point. Yeah. Yes. And Friday. Ah, uh, yes. First appears in Iron Man, Volume 3, Number 53, June of 2002, created by Mark Grell and Michael Ryan. Unwilling to hire another secretary, Tony Stark created an artificial one, an AI holographic young girl named Friday, acronym for... Female replacement intelligent digital assistant youth. Freaking robots taking our jobs. His sex bot. Oh. Strucker was a real character. Uh, I forgot whether we talked about him before. So fair enough. Yeah, yeah. we can't be much to yeah. say. Back, uh, back burner. Yeah. I drew. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, Al, for that thank trip you. down comic book lane. Uh, that brings us to the production of the film itself. Um, this is the follow-up to the uh, 2012 Avengers. It was written and directed by Joss Whedon, who we have discussed previously. I won't go into him anymore. Um, 
It stars all of our Avengers are back. Um, Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Jeremy Renner, Don Cheadle is back as War Machine. We've got, uh, coming in for the first time, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Pietro Maximoff. We talked about him in our uh, kick-ass episode. Kick-ass, yeah. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, the third Olsen twin, as Wanda Maximoff. Uh, the third Olsen twin. <laughs> the Lone Rangers. Yes. The third Olsen twin. Um, she act- she didn't start acting until 2011. Um, Which is about the same time the other two stopped? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Roughly in that. Has anybody <laughs> seen all three of them together? I at mean, the same time. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so she she is just they other they merged into her. She yeah. She, she actually <laughs> ate the <laughs> she actually ate the other two in utero. <laughs> well, so <laughs> it's it's funny because they're <laughs> when they were thirty. The older the older Olsen twins are about the same age as I am, um, and it's interesting because I think of Elizabeth Olsen as being older than them. Yeah. Because she didn't do child acting, really. You know, she was a grown woman right. when she started acting. Right. And I grew up with them yeah. being my age. So they They're are the perpetually the same the age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I always think of them as still being like teenagers, like still being young, even though they're in their 30s. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they were cryogenically frozen. <laughs> yeah. They keep them under in a bunker under Vegas. Oh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so her first, (laughs) her first movie was the 2011 thriller, Martha Marcy May Marlene. She was in the, uh, 2014 Godzilla. She was in the old boy remake. She she was married to Aaron Taylor Johnson's character in the Godzilla movie, which is interesting. They've been in three movies together besides, well, including Ultron. Huh, yeah. There's another one I think that they are either married or brother and sister also, I forget. Huh. Um yeah, so uh this this came pretty early in her acting career. Um uh, yeah, it was the first time I saw her. I... It, it was definitely the first time I took any notice of her at all. <laughs> um, I'd seen her eat before, but I didn't see her. Um so all right. Yeah. Um then of course we have uh, let's see. Um, Paul Bettany is back as Vision. We talked about him previously for his Jarvis work. He is Jarvis and Vision in this, of course. Kobe Smulders is back as Maria Hill. Anthony ba- Mackey as Sam Wilson. Haley Atwell, Idris Elba, Stellan Skarsgård, all back. And then we've got James Spader as Ultron. Um, James Spader, of course, was... Uh, came up as part of the '80s Brat Pack. Yep. Um, all of those uh, um, early. Uh, let's see. His uh, he was in Endless Love. That was his first uh, hmm. big starring role. Um, Pretty in Pink, Mannequin, yeah. Baby Boom, Less Than Zero. Less than zero. All of his big. like '80s stuff. Um, I think of him in Stargate. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm, yeah. Stargate, uh, Sex Lies and Videotape. Mm. Um, he was bat in Bad Influence. Um, that's a crazy movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Bob Roberts. Um, 
And of course he is uh more he's probably known to those to to those younger viewers best as uh, Robert California from the office. On the office, yeah. yeah. Um so James Spader, a long and lustrous career. <laughs> Well, and he's on like season 14 of The Blacklist. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, he was on that. Yeah. He's like an art thief, spy, CIA, double agent. I don't know. Yeah. I watched two episodes and was lost already. <laughs> um, Sam. Uh, yeah, same here. I didn't get it very far. He sounds great and he's dressed yeah. cool, but what is happening? Right. <laughs> Who are all these young people? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Uh, we've got, uh, Sam Jackson back as Nick Fury and Linda Cardellini as Laura Barton. Uh, Linda Cardellini, I best, well, I first came, I first know her from Freaks and Geeks. That was one of her earlier roles for sure. Um, and then Velma. Yeah, I was going to say Scooby-Doo. She was Velma and Scooby-Doo. Yep, absolutely. Um, let's see, she's, oh, she was in Bloodline. Uh, she was in ER. Um, oh, uh, the dead to me. She's been in recently. That's, re- that's a good series. That's really good. Yeah. I like that series a lot with, uh, Christina Applegate. Um, so yeah. Uh, Linda Cardellini coming in as the doting Barton wife. Um, that pretty much rounds out the production. There's not a lot going on. So originally, um, I, I have verification on the Olsen twins. <laughs> are um, they safe? Yeah. Where, where have they been frozen? Now? They are in fact, two people. I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but what? Uh, the, what? no, hang on, hang on. Um, Mary, <clears throat> Mary Kate, her last acting credit was in 2011. Um, Elizabeth, not Elizabeth, uh, Ashley, Ashley Olsen, her last acting credit was in 2010, but she just started doing a podcast, um, amongst others, uh, called most, mostly headlines. I think it was called, uh, in 2021 talking huh. about, uh, it was like a news podcast. So as a fellow podcaster, um, Ashley, if you would, like to ever come on and guest on our show, you are invited. Welcome to the game. Uh, In fact, it would be all all three of the Olsen twins are invited anytime. We'd be glad. Also, Ja Rule. We're going to talk about the news. We'd be glad to discuss It Takes Two or any of the other Christmas (laughs) movies you made or, you know, just what have you. Yeah. Or how you became some of the first billionaires. that's right so they did in fact stop acting at the same time that elizabeth started were they ever acting it seemed like they were just an open book the whole time (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know well they had a whole series of movies then they had a they had a clothing line of course and probably you know makeup line and all kinds of yeah they were uh, from an entrepreneurial point of view some of the earliest yeah, billionaires, self-made billionaires. All, all I've got to say is, way to go, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Don't worry, be happy. <laughs> you got it, dude. Um, <laughs> you got it, dude. Oh, that's not going to come on. 
Uh, so yeah, that's that's about all I got. Um, so a couple of minor notes on the production. Um, originally, Captain Marvel was going to make her premiere in this. Um, they oh, actually cool. they actually shot some yeah. some uh, background plates for her, which they reused for some of the Wanda shots. Um, but they decided it was that was a little too much to introduce into a movie that was already this jam packed. Um, yeah, she was supposed to be in the lineup at the end. Her and Black Panther supposedly. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah to get, that would have been too crowded. That would have been yeah. too. Much. It would have been confusing. We'd have been like, "Wait, who are those people?" Right? right yeah. <laughs> um, Marvel and Panther. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this movie has seventy six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's it is fresh. Um, um, just one production thing. Uh, we didn't get into Pietro being split between two houses. Mm. There are two Quicksilvers. There are, yes, and we did so. And we we've sw- talked about the mutant Quicksilver already, mm-hmm. that is owned played by, by Evan Peters. Yeah. yeah, played by Evan Peters. Um, but in this one, he's not a mutant. A yeah, and the agreement, at least as far as I understand it, was that they would get one movie with him in trade for Fox not using Max uh, Wanda. Oh, interesting. So they had got permission to use him and kill him so they could then have the twins split between two universes. That well, makes a lot more sense. I wasn't aware until Al told us, but yeah, there have been different iterations as to what their origin was, who yeah. their parents were. Hmm. But yeah, I, as far as I know, it wasn't like a, a big there wasn't a bunch of money that traded hands or anything. I I understood it to be a gentleman's agreement, basically, between Kevin <laughs> Feige and like Fox Kevin being like, look, uh, I can do whatever I want, but let's let's make this easy on each other. You can have the fast guy and we'll take the witch, mm-hmm. which is interesting because they've done so much with her character over yeah. time and developed and developed and developed her throughout movies. Yeah, they have. She's she's come a long way since this one um but we do yeah. get to see sparks of what she is to become in this movie yeah yeah well she and i mean powerful if you compare it to the evan peters quicksilver they have not developed him really no well and now that's all over it's game over for that whole universe but it's interesting to see the trajectory of these two characters compared you know Oh yeah. Across well, I mean, let's face it, Wanda's a way more interesting character than Fast Guy. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh, I he mean He looks good on film though. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. I do have to say, um, I liked the X universe's way of showing his speed better than this, but he actually yeah. got some moments to shine a little more in that, whereas in this there's so much going on that yeah. you know, fast guy gets a little yeah. left behind. He only gets a few lines, really. Yeah. Um, so, um, yep, that's about all we got on the backside of this, guys. You ready to jump into the movie? Let's do it. <laughs> Actually, this feels weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a loop. Time for a lullaby. Here we go. This is Avengers <laughs> Age of Ultron. We open... On Loki's scepter, the Avengers are raiding Baron 
Baron Strucker's castle. I kept wanting to call him Smuckers. I mean, like with a name like <laughs> with a name like Baron Smuckers, it's got to be good. It's got to be evil. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's you know ti- the tired old sort of like dirty dozen Great Escape type. I don't know. Well, yeah, like they're di- we open in media res. They're in the middle of the battle. Um, on the motorcycle, jumping motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Seemed pretty standard. Jumping hulks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think this was to establish that they were functioning as a team. They had been functioning as a team since the last time we saw them. So right. much so that that it was like, for lack of a better word, rote or something. I don't know. Well, I mean they were very casual. They're all having conversations throughout. This is right. this Moving is moving forward like a football uh, like a line. Yeah. What's interesting is this is the one and only scene we get of the original Avengers team just doing a regular Avengers adventure that's not the end of the world or them breaking up. Right. This one yeah. and only scene in the entire MCU. Well, and I think this did a good job of implying that they're busy when we don't see them on film. It's like Star Wars, where you pick up at a point in the adventure. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Instead of them like, oh, we got to get the band back together every time the movies happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Which really, we eventually see. I'm really glad. I'm really, really glad that we didn't have to sit through them getting the band back together. That would have been oh. too much in a movie that was already two and a half hours long. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, X2 or Spider-Man 2, mm-hmm. where we just get dropped right into the story. It's like, oh, here's where we left off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you missed some stuff, but... Moving forward. Yeah. And media yeah. res. We'll get, to the, we'll get to the story in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they raid Baron Strucker's castle. He's been experimenting on humans with Loki's scepter. They meet two of the Baron's subjects, the Maximoff twins. Uh, they capture Strucker and the Scepter, but Wanda puts a vision in every, of everyone's death in Tony's head. Um, that's where the entire movie stems from. Um, well, yeah. and this is the first hint of things to come universe-wise, too. It's a prelude. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I don't wh- know how much they knew at, at the time, right? And where he Feige seemed- knew, yeah, a oh, Feige definitely knew. He knew that it would culminate in Thanos and the the battle okay. for the gauntlet and stuff. They weren't sure of how and what they were going to do to get there, but right. that was the the I mean, the end game, the culmination <laughs> of all these movies. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, and where where he sees them all is in Sanctuary, which is Thanos's place yeah. yes uh, floating yes yeah. yeah um then we get a t- uh, i was gonna say before we before we get to the the title sequence the dialogue in this opening scene of them so casual with each other mm-hmm. is the most painful shit ever at long yeah. last at long last is getting a little too long boys like yeah it's ugh. it's so all right i'm a big fan of joss whedon's <laughs> like dialogue work specifically in general. This is usually, usually yes. Yes. There's a lot of stuff I like, but when he's given free reign and his worst instincts, it can really be over the top. Or Uh, if he's bored, I'm not speaking for him. Yeah. That's what I meant about the contrived, which, which is, there's a positive. That's what you were talking about. That we get dropped in the story. We don't have to be introduced, but it was also kind of, He's bored, you know. Uh, cat, have Cap throw a motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, have the Hulk 
run through some cement. And, and the and banter the, also reflected that sort of the boring, banter as part of the action mm-hmm. shit yeah. language and cap right. responding as he throws a motorcycle. It just slipped out. Like, yeah. Josh Whedon used to write for the golden girls. It's like, we know he's funnier than that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Caps all full of Stark. There's, there's, I mean, we, we yeah, know. there's some, there's some Buffy stuff that's some of my favorite dialogue ever of any right. media whatsoever. But this is, this is not Whedon at his best. Not by far. This, every single character feels like they are written as a Captain America stage, uh, actor like they're all in a captain america play from 1945 rogers the musical yeah (laughs) Yeah. like oh that's yeah interesting yeah um yeah i can see it i mean yeah it's yeah it's it's not his best work um but it's the first time we get the um the lullaby oh yeah yeah the way that's written it's this poetic flowy hey big guy the sun's getting real low well, in Let's the have King Kong, Fay Ray well, kind yeah. of situation. Okay, so yeah, yeah, but that that brings us to the part of the film that I think is the single worst thing yeah. in this movie, which is the Bruce-Natasha relationship. Yeah. And I, I'm i one to, I, I love me a romance in a movie kind of thing. Yeah. There, were, there was a way to thread this needle and not overdo it and they absolutely overdid it because he does not write women well anymore i say anymore because you guys love buffy but i I mean even then she even then she is no agency yeah even then i think a lot of his fellow writers he hired a lot of women writers onto buffy and i think they may have helped him quite a bit at the time Uh, a lot of you know like jane espenson and marty knox and all of those i think were very helpful in writing Buffy as a, as a tale of female empowerment, but I don't know. Um, Well, and human. Yeah. But this, this is bad. And this, this in a lot of ways, the only way I can retcon this in my head for it not to feel extremely gross and icky is to, is that she's working him. He's a job. Handling Bruce is a job and she's playing the role as the spy, as the agent. I well and I they're the two available. You mean like the handler? Yeah, like a handler. Yeah. Well, and that's her introduction. And she asks Fury about it at the end of the movie. Um, but I, I feel like their work husband and wife over time, they live together. They're roommates, basically. And they have been getting closer. And we're in that mm-hmm. moment where they're like, oh, are we more than work husband and wife? Like, I don't have any commitments. You don't have any commitments. Oh, no, they make it seem like she is deeply in love. Yeah, with they do. Him. Yeah. And yeah, I, it, it was unnecessary. And then it was abandoned. Well, and it came you know out of I mean? nowhere. This wasn't set yeah. up in anything previously. There's one moment I noticed in the future where, um, and it's the Russos at this point, but it's in Endgame when they first meet Smart Hulk or, you know, Integrated Hulk. Mm-hmm. She's not saying much, but she's sitting at the diner. They're all at a booth, you know, and she's just looking at him and reacting just like, first of all, weirded out that they're blended and she's no longer, because she's afraid of the green. Yeah. You know, yeah. he scared her in the first one for sure. And then, um, you know, that, you know, he had been gone for so long. 
and that they didn't really get back together and now he's the best of both worlds but i don't know if you watch black widow in that scene she's really reacting to it but mm. other than that they never well yeah well and, and in infinity war when he returns you see they have a brief moment where he says like hey nat Right. And they don't ever clear the air is what I assumed mm-hmm. that is. It's like Same he here. never comes back and says like, hey, I'm really sorry that I left. But like yeah. the Hulk left and I was a prisoner for five years on another planet. Yeah. I don't think we ever get that moment. I don't think after Endgame they spend any time together. I think that he goes off and fixes himself, quote unquote. Yeah. Totally. But I mean, it also came out of nowhere because the last time we saw Nat flirting with somebody, it was with Steve Rogers right. in The Winter Soldier. Yeah, which to your question of was he working or was she working him? I think in that movie she was absolutely when they met. Well, she was working Steve. She was working Tony. I think Mm. this is the first time, at least they're intending that like she's human, and she's like in close quarters with this the one human being that's not taken. Whatever. So I I can get that, but we get way beyond the the interest in another human being who is complex. It's also bad that the one that our one, one (laughs) woman main character has to become the love mule. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not enough. She's carrying all the female weight. Well, and power and I'm the chick. She has up to this point, like you mentioned, Tony and Steve, She's been, uh, this is going to sound awful, but she has literally been passed around from Avenger to Avenger and landed on Bruce Banner. Right. Because it was the last option. Right. Because she sucks. She's the only girl. Yeah. Yeah. Got a real Smurfette thing going on. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm really glad (laughs) that the more recent Avengers lineups have a lot more female characters because, oh my God. Oh my God. And and her movie was good. Oh, yeah, her movie and, was great. And there's no romance in it. And yeah, right. which is I love fantastic. That. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, my big takeaway on the Hulk Black Widow love story in this, the worst part of the whole thing for me is when he says to her, we can't have this. I'm a monster. And she goes, I'm a monster too. I can't oh have God. children. Oh my God. That, that is disgusting. Shit, it is way, way beyond anything that they ever needed to write for her. She could have said, look, man, I can't have kids and that's not what I want. I just, mm-hmm. I like Bruce Banner. You're, you're right. funny. Right. Yeah. And I enjoy working with you. Like the moment that she says it and they're like, right after the like, oh, I missed my window to have a shower with you. I'm like, we are playing yeah, up this weird, weird intimate moment with now she's a monster because she can't have a baby because yeah. a woman's sole purpose is to recreate. I yeah. thought she was like, what? I thought she was saying I'm a monster because I killed a bunch of people. Well, but I think that's the intention, but it's that's not how it, the line comes was, off. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, well, because the subtext is is Banner saying, I can't have this life. This is great. I can't have this. Mm-hmm. Just physically, mm-hmm. you get me too excited and I will explode you. Like there's a lot right. of sexual subtext between the two of them that is unnecessary for a children's movie, mm-hmm. which all culminates with Tony's one line that I will forever hate oh. in this movie. Is it? When Natasha, we get there? where are you? Oh. You and Banner 
better not be playing hide the fucking zucchini. Uh, oh, yeah. That's gross. Uh, J- Joss Whedon should have gotten fired from his fucking job for that alone. That's like, what I mean. That's some Somebody should have said like, yo, this is for children. And if you try that shit again, you're never going to well, make a children's movie ever that's again. That's bad. And Tony's prima nocta line? Yeah, that Also one, that. What uh, the fuck, Tony? Cringe. Well, and the second, the second time we see Bruce cringe. Banner land in Natasha's open cleavage. Yeah. This is the His second time in the falls MCU. in her boobs. Yeah. This isn't fucking Porky's. Come right. on. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of those moments. Yeah. That's awful. Um anyways, sorry. I could beat this this single horse to death throughout this entire movie and I'll probably keep circling back to it. Well, it's the most problematic. Uh, well, and I'd like to point out that we've got Scarlet Witch, Maria Hill, um Ellen Cho and um Black Widow in this movie, and not a single one of them talk to each other once. Yep. It's true. No Bechtel test. No passing the Bechtel test. Uh, the only time that two women talk to each other, it is Hawkeye's wife and Black Widow talking about her oh, unborn child. that's right. right. Okay. Which maybe counts, but maybe, also his name is... I forgot about Linda Cardellini. His name Cardellini. is not Natasha... It's Nathaniel. So are they talking about a man? Does it even pass? I mean, they are. They are because they are talking well, about a man, but it's not a romantic yeah, interest. Yeah. yeah. Nat makes a comment about how she doesn't like that name. And I think she talks about Clint. So, yeah. 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 All right. So um, we get the title card. <laughs> the Avengers. <laughs> the Avengers. the movie. Yeah. The Avengers <laughs> are flying home. Black Widow and Blue- Bruce flirt. We discover that when they get home, they're going to have a party to celebrate their victory. Tony's going to study the scepter before Thor takes it back to Asgard. Sorry, I forgot. Um, I didn't take. I didn't get a chance to watch this a second time, so I don't have a ton of notes. So I'm just staring at this this post it that I have. Um, there was <laughs> get one milk. <laughs> <laughs> There was one great, I, I guess it felt like a Joss Whedon moment um, when Iron Man bursts in and he says, come on, boys, let's talk. Uh, the All the soldiers. Yes. And um, he says, let's talk it out. And then he like blasts them with the little c- concussion b- bullets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, that was a good talk. And you hear one guy. Just like no, it wasn't. No, <laughs> it was like yes, totally. that's a good Joss Whedon. It was like his joke in the first one with that Galga. Yeah, like, that guy's playing Galga. Uh, the, another another moment that I thought was a good Joss Whedon moment was was I don't know if you were going to say it, Brian, but uh, was um, no surrender. Tony. Okay, so I'm going oh. to surrender. <laughs> the other one that I noticed, and and these are all great moments. Please be a secret door. Please be a secret door. Please be a secret door. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. well executed and funny. Yeah. Fun there, little bits. There are good little moments, like the whole, like, like during the Hulkbuster scene where he's like, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go yeah. to sleep. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like we're we're talking about whether or not he can make a movie. Because clearly, he, the man he, needs it's fair to point out where he's being lazy and where he's being yeah. a dick. Which right, is he needs will, will do, but he makes a picture. He needs five women to sit in front of his movies and go, no, 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 not this, no, 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 not this, no, 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 not this. Because if I can notice it as like a thirty-five-year-old straight white man, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, if it makes you uncomfortable, you know, zucchini, his zucchini joke. Yeah, exactly. That's gross. I don't have kids, but I wouldn't want a kid to hear that shit. Even no. if they don't get it, I don't. they're going to figure it out eventually. I don't want like, my oh my kids God, thinking when I was nine. I don't want kids thinking about Hulk's dick. <laughs> like, I just don't. There you go. That's what I was going to say. It's the same with Superman and Lois. It's the same whenever or whenever anybody freaks out about a Disney character or something. It's like so and so is gay. Bad been revealed to be gay, and it's like no, they're cartoon. Car- yeah, why are any yeah. of them fucking? That's not where we're. They- I don't know. I'm with you, throw. Yeah. Like I, you're you're having to then picture the dynamics of Hulk and Black Widow, and I know there are people that that's their kink. Oh, I mean, the internet exists. I'm sure we could so Google right now. It's not and, and I don't to a comic book I don't want to split hairs. When we were young men, boys. Go ahead. Uh, so I think they're in in comic books. It's a little bit different because in comic books we have options. We have the option to have an adult comic book and a general comic book. There well, are Batman runs that are drawn. that are more violent, wow. you know, and there are Batman comics where you know. I guess Batman has a fully expressed sexual identity with Catwoman or whoever. Um, but those are generally marketed towards adults. This movie is a Disney movie. There is not another option. No. You don't get another, you don't get, there's no kids Avengers yet. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, if we had, if we had the young Avengers and a Marvel Avengers movie happening kind of simultaneously, I could say, okay to this, like Deadpool, we see Deadpool's dick in yeah. a fight. Yeah, and and no, that doesn't bother yeah. me because no, that movie is no rated R. That's inappropriate. Yeah. but but yeah, it's just weird because we don't have the option. You don't have the option to show a kid. It's like having a Star Wars character be like, "Man, yeah, Chewbacca and Princess Leia, though." Like, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah that's man. inappropriate. Definitely like, that. Yeah, it's but, this to me. It's the but, same. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, back in New York, we meet Doctor Cho, who's putting new skin on Hawkeye. <laughs> Because she makes synthetic skin. Um, Chekhov's skin. Yep, Chekhov's skin. Uh, I think it's cool technology. It is, yeah. yeah. She's 3D, 3D print. printing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just or Chekhov's cradle, beyond. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Tony convinces... Okay, so yeah, t- Tony and Bruce um, discover there's an artificial intelligence within the Scepter's gem. Tony convinces Bruce that they should secretly decide <laughs> to use it to complete his Ultron global defense program. I have a question about Tony Stark. How the fuck did he get here from the end of Iron Man 3? I could see how he got here from the end of Avengers, but I don't know how he got here from the end of Iron Man 3. This Why feels not? like Joss Whedon did what, uh, what's his name, J.J. Abrams did in... Yeah. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. He forgot a movie. He, he just ignored it. No, large parts. Is three the one that ends with like all the different versions of the Legionnaires? Being, yeah, he, well, he blows up all them. of his suits he, and he retires. He blows them all up and retires from being Iron oh, Man. Oh, that was okay. I, I would have. So we talked about not getting the band together. It would have been fun to have them need to get Tony or have Tony create Ultron independently. Or something, or just uh, you know a, what, a, an a, addict, uh, an addict would uh, keep one last dose. Well, and no, that's he, a good point. But here's the thing: is he already ha- he has he has his Iron Legion, which are going around. He has Veronica. He's got a lot going on, so he's been very busy in between Iron Man three and this movie. And it would have been fine if there had been one line of like, "Oh, where's Pepper? 
we aren't getting along so well since I got back into the business. That's all it yeah. would have taken. And I would have mm, not yeah. thought about it for a second. Huh. I didn't notice it. Or, or Maria Hill saying, like, dude, are you going to retire? Because last I talked to Pepper, she's still mad at you. Yeah, just about this, you be, know. Yeah, his character. But, but, we, but we did start off by saying that they've been doing adventures. So yeah, how what did happen? Yeah, at what yeah. like at some point he got back into it, and a single line acknowledging that the last time we saw Tony, he was retired, would have been all I needed because he's Tony. Yeah. Of course, he's going to get back into it. He can't stay retired. Right, right. But I just it should have been acknowledged in some way. Interesting uh, point. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it. Um, so, all right. Um, there, they, yeah. So he, yeah. Tony's convinced they need to get Ultron up and running because of the vision he saw because of Wanda, his Wanda vision. Uh, they set up the program and let it start running under Jarvis's supervision. Uh, there's a big party that night. Falcon and War Machine are there. We get our Stan Lee cameo. I bet that was Stan's real hat. <laughs> I bet it was, yeah. No joke, yeah. Uh, Stan Lee said this was his favorite cameo um, because he had two lines, and he said, remember that, directors. <laughs> um, and the other the other cameos that we got, those guys were actual World War II veterans. Cool. That, that's a cool little little tie-in thing that I don't know who, who arranged that, but it's really neat for the, the line about Omaha Beach. Yeah, neither was Omaha Beach, Blondie. That's, that's like a, why I meant the hat. Stan was yeah. Stan served. Yeah, yeah. Jack that's, a, served. that's a heavy metal thing for an old dude to say. That's interesting. I yeah. didn't think like, about the fact that those were like Steve Rogers's like, contemporaries. Yeah. 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 That's the age he is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um so all right uh did did anybody catch the 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 one veteran frozen in place after drinking the drink yeah. he's standing yeah. at the bar just stuck just with the glass in his hand Brunhill's fleet uh, uh so yeah they um after the rest of the guests leave the avengers do some avenger partying we get the whole can't lift the hammer thing okay can i point out an inconsistency yeah um hawkeye's like What's the deal? It's a trick. Like it starts with Barton, um, you know, bringing it up. He saw the hammer in New Mexico. He's like, other huh. than Thor and Coulson, he was one of the first people to see the hammer just had fallen from the sky and couldn't move. Hmm. So Hawkeye's origins, uh, at least in the, the Matt <laughs> Fraction run, uh, he worked in a carnival. So I read okay. that as him being like, ah, oh, this is like a carnival trick. Like there's got to be some sort of gimmick. The the bottles are weighted heavy it? or something. But he's yeah, already but, seen it. Yeah, yeah. But I, well, and I think that it was still a mystery to him. I don't think that he it anything was answered oh, okay. besides like so your answer to my question is he was just an idiot. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's beyond their understanding, kind of thing. But he still oh, he oh, still I get doubts. It, but you know, so I don't know. I just I don't think I don't think How'd he that conversation get there. Why would they yeah. have him say that? It just seems sloppy. I would have had any other Avengers say it. Yeah. And it would have been unbelievable. Like after yeah. all this time, somebody makes a comment, but the guy who saw, he didn't see it fall, but he, he was there the next day or what have you. We were to believe he was there the whole time. Shield. Yeah. Checking out the hammer. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Um, Maybe because he's seen it so much. He's been, that's, 
kind of why it makes sense. Like he's been thinking about it longer than the rest of them. And he's seen so many people try and pick it up. <laughs> that also spells he's an idiot. <laughs> well, I, I think that he's in, in my mind, the way I always interpret it is he's like, magic's not real. There's got to be some sort of trick, I, something that makes wait this work. I understand why you would say yeah. that. I'm talking about when he said it. Yeah. We can move on. So Cap, yeah, moves so it a little bit. yeah, that's yeah, cool. the whole yeah, the Cap move. That's I I love that it's paid off in Endgame. That's oh, yeah. yeah, love it. That's one of my well, favorite things about these movies. Widow is one of the only other characters who ever picks up the hammer in the comics, and she she responds by comics? saying. Yeah, in the comic book, she does. She wields the hammer at one point. Yeah, but she's the, okay. Yeah, okay. E- even though she's a murderer, she's still worthy. I mean, Thor has killed thousands of people. No, but um, she's not the only other person to wield it. But but she's one of the few other people to gotcha. wield it. Yeah, because gotcha. not everybody like Tony could never in a million years wield. No, no, he no. hasn't. Yeah, no, he but, never could. But Cap and Widow and like Hawkeye probably couldn't. Yeah, uh, but oh, I mean, cinematic, no. Yeah, but they, only. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but it was an interesting like uh, reference to that. Like, she doesn't need to have that answered, but if you've read the comic where she does, she can actually. Mm. So, all right. Um. Meanwhile, in the lab, Ultron comes to life, spends thirty seconds on the internet, and decides humanity must be destroyed. <laughs> it's can the you most blame watched. him? Yeah. Well, it's not a decision. It's the answer to the question, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Why does Tony want me to exist in the first place? Finds out, oh, peace. What's the problem with peace? Oh, humanity. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) So here's your answer. Yeah, it's simple. Want some peace? Uh, So, uh, yeah. He uh, apparently destroys Jarvis and uses the lab to make himself a body. He attacks the Avengers takes the scepter and escapes. Uh, the Avengers argue. They're all mad at Tony. Uh, um, I want to point out that it's... I, I, don't, I don't even know if Ultron was going to say anything important, but mid-sentence, Thor destroys him with the hammer. Yeah. So, which if is is a few... Yeah, in end, Endgame, he just chops Thanos' fucking head off while they're talking to him. Yeah, that's kind of that Thor's, kind of thing Thor's like, move, yeah. Yeah. Jumping the gun. Yeah. Um, at this point, Tony's a jerk. Steve's inspiring. Yada, yada. They go to look for Ultron. Um, one thing I noticed is that uh, Cap um, Cap has almost nothing to do in this movie other than just fight Very stuff. Yeah. This is not a Captain America movie at all. Uh, and I think I forgot to mention it. His flashback looked just looked like he was at that scene in the Overlook Hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Andy pointed something out. Thoreau, do you? Yeah, do you remember I remember that. Yeah. that the that terrible. Te- I was a. It was I Robot, wasn't it? I think that's what it was called. Um, she she writes the scene where they talk about what Ultron can do within the internet is basically the same dialogue that the Scooby Gang have. In the Buffy episode where Willow gets catfished by an internet demon. Yeah, um, very much so. This is very much like the it's the internet. You can do anything. Well, that's what I was gonna say. That's Ultron is not a person. <laughs> we know that. And he's not even a thing. Yeah. Robert, so Eugene, he, yeah. Thanks, Andrea. Yeah. Um, he's yeah, he he's only wow. The word's not even electronic, how to put it. Oh, Axel, 5G. He's <laughs> <laughs> 
guys and the vaccinations. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to put it exactly. He's in the ether, you know. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Is, but, but, but also, like, like the way they describe the internet, like, he's in the internet. He's escaped yeah. through the internet. The way they explained it, yeah. <laughs> it was it's a series of tubes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like, well, and then later on, the internet's in a room. <laughs> It's a big yeah. room in Sweden, the internet. The Nexus. I'll go to the Nexus. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. Uh, Ultron meets the twins in Sokovia in a church. He's wearing that. Um, it's it's kind of a nod to him being the crimson cowl. He wears, mm-hmm. he has that. Sh- I assume he was wearing a carpet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so huge. That's bu- Yeah, it's really big. Um Oh, maybe it was a tapestry, an ancient tapestry that was hanging in that church. Oh, yeah. He just rips it down. He just flew up to grab it. It was too high for anybody to get. Or maybe it's Maybelline. (laughs) Um, (laughs) He got it on Amazon. This this shot, I think, is the most beautiful shot in this entire movie. That's where I met the villain Gravitas. Yeah. Yeah, it's mysterious. It reveals a lot about his character, and then he's humanized immediately mm-hmm. in a funny but weird kind of way. But yeah, that shot of them walking in is great. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. He. Let's see. He's built a compound underneath the city. He recruits them to help destroy the Avengers. Their parents were killed in a war with weapons created by Stark Industries. This is another example of how Tony should stop putting his name on things <laughs> if he just. Didn't put his if he wasn't so interested in branding, <laughs> then a lot but, but a lot was, of problems could be uh, un, un, avoided. But it was a dramatic story. It was some good writing in that respect because it could have just been you know we were attacked in a war and the weapons were made by Stark. But the sitting there and staring at his name, yeah, for oh yeah, however many you know like two days, good. yeah, it's some good drama. Yeah, absolutely. So the Avengers discover that Ultron and the Maximoff twins are working together and raiding labs and weapon depots all over the world. Um, he kills Strucker. Um, <laughs> with a name like Strucker. <laughs> they figure out that Ultron is after um, Vibranium. We get our first Wakanda name check. Mm-hmm. Um, Wakanada? Because Banner can't read. Wakanada. Um... <laughs> And then we figure out that uh, the vibranium is being sold by an illicit arms dealer named Claw. Ulysses Claw. Yeah. Who I neglected. Oh, yeah. He is also a from the comics. I also neglected to, and during the production, to mention Andy Circus, <laughs> which. Oh, yeah. Jesus. What's wrong? With um, this? Ulysses Claw, uh, first seen in Fantastic Four number 53 in August of 66. And Andy Serkis is, of course, best known as Gollum. Uh, he played uh, uh, Snoke in the sequel trilogy, and he was King Kong. He, yeah, he was King Kong in the King Kong movie, and he was a lot of apes in Planet of the Apes. Caesar, yeah, and, most famously. And he's great in this. That's a cool, great character. It's I cool. always That's forget so that he's so buff. He yeah. is so buff. Um, because he does all the movement. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, when they say mo cap. He's the mother capping. I know. The, I, I know it's just a taste of what women have been putting up with for decades. 
but I'm getting really tired of seeing just random dudes being incredibly buff in TV shows and movies when they're like a stockbroker and they aren't shown working out four hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. But yeah, anyways. Um, like you don't just be that buff. Like you have, that's some serious work. Um, anyways, uh, yeah. You have to be an actor or a wrestler. I mean, you really do. You have to, it has to be part of your job to work out that much. A normal person doesn't have the time to work out like that. Unless, to be that buff. Yeah, yeah to be that right. buff. Uh, enough to be healthy and fit. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the club. Thanks, Andrea. <laughs> I know. Like I said, <laughs> it's just a small taste of what women have been putting up with for decades. Um, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, let's see. In his hideout in Africa, Claw makes a deal with Ultron for the vibranium. Um, during the deal, the Avengers arrive. There's a fight. Claw loses his arm. Uh Ultron escapes, and Wanda gives all the Avengers terrifying nightmare vision. This includes Banner. Bruce turns into the Hulk and destroys a nearby city. Uh, why didn't Tony help try to clear this city out before they... Or take Hulk to outside of the city? During this whole battle, I was like, why are you not trying to lead the Hulk away from a populated yeah. area? The only no, they go into a mall instead. The only time... I would point out the only time during this entire movie that they actively try to evacuate a city to help the people um, mm-hmm. prior to the battle is when it's a European city. Right. Ooh, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. yeah. Johannesburg is not uh, worth clearing, maybe. Mm. I guess not. But yeah, he could have gotten him outside, at well, least further away than he was. But he was right. Yeah. He, we, he we kept see the battle him. right there very briefly go like let's get you out of here and the hulk punches him back into the city with him attached to him but still yeah that should have been the first move is like go and pick up that box that they had him in Mm -hmm. and throw it somewhere well and also if you get him mad enough he'll chase you yeah yeah piss him off get him to take him to the ocean the the whole it's right there yeah and uh, that's why uh, um the Nat was afraid of him at first, you know. Yeah. He was chasing her. It's like an angry dog. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, eventually, Tony subdues him in his Hulkbuster armor. Um, the Hulkbuster armor was named Veronica. And mm-hmm. according to Joss Whedon, the reason it was named Veronica is because um, Bruce Banner's girlfriend was named Betty. Yep. Betty and Veronica. Uh, That's fine. Yeah. That's uh, fine. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's just a cute reference. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, eventually subdues him. But yeah, I mean, action level, it's a, it's a fun scene. Oh, absolutely. Our questions are valid, but it, the Hulkbuster armor yeah. looks cool. It was a, it's a fun fight. I noticed yeah. how... I, I loved the arm delivery. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. arm gets knocked off, uh, or he, he removes the arm to get another one. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. cool. Um, I, I do have to say, after watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles last week, um, <laughs> that that it's crazy how much better the action sequences are in this than in that one. Like, yeah. it's still a bunch of CGI stuff, like, flinging around Just the scene. Flinging around video game, yeah. Flinging but around. this was a lot less tedious and a lot more interesting. I mean, 
yeah, compare this to a lot of action sequences and things like Transformers and stuff where mm-hmm. the visual noise is doing a lot. This is yeah. very clear and concise. The blocking yeah. is, is important. What the yeah. action, like the elevator where he's like, everybody out. And he uses it as a hammer. Like everything is clearly yeah. lined up, even if it's yeah. not like a, like a train, you know, we're, we're following this, this fight scene on rails. It, it all leads from one thing to and another. And the adversaries are clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And absolutely. they have moments, they have pauses. They have pauses where the look is like the Hulk does not like Tony. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which like, duh, the Hulk, who does the Hulk like? But yeah, yeah. there looks like, like yeah, well, I'm, I'm not your friend. You're not and talking we don't, to your buddy right now. <laughs> we don't get early skirmishes in Marvel movies that are filled with like rage from both characters. Yeah. You know, where it's like, we're both so angry. We're just going to fuck each other up. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you get that in a lot of action sequences and other action That's movies. Mostly, yeah. 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 And this, it's like there, there's some levity on one side at least and like a levity at the bad guy's expense. Like the Hulk. We're laughing at the Hulk's expense throughout this. Yeah. Yeah. But he's clearly very angry. Obviously, he's the Hulk, but like yeah. spits out a tooth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So, the Avengers are all sad now. They go into hiding as the international community is very angry at the Avengers. I mean, as they should be. They are now war criminals. You missed our Beats product placement. <laughs> That's right. He's listening to Beats. Oh man. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they ha- go to Hawkeye's house to hide out where they discover he has a wife and kids. Thor leaves the movie to set up the next movie, um, to set up the, uh, to set up infinity war with Dr. Eric Selvig. Um, yeah, which that was, very, I don't know the cavern. Well, I don't know if you guys have read about Joss Whedon's complaints, about making this movie and how much studio meddling was involved. Um, and the, the Norn scene, the, the water Mm -hmm. was something that he was forced to add. And the house was the other thing that he was forced to Uh, add. Yeah. The farmhouse. Okay. Yeah. Cause these Mm -hmm. are things that were weird in my mind. Okay. Yeah. 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 They, they, they they kind of, yeah, that in large, they, yeah. Um, it kind of brings the movie to a screeching halt. And obviously we do want, you know, a moment in the middle to regroup and, you know, get the whole no way out, but through scene. But, um, uh, nonetheless, yeah, the, the movie kind of, was just that a screeches. swamp thing reference? Was that a, what? <laughs> that a swamp thing reference? No, <laughs> but there's no way out, but through. No, no, um, it's, it's a, it's a classic screenwriting. Trope. Yeah, yeah. But, okay. uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, the Wizard of Oz. That yeah, kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. You want that moment just, in the middle to pause and and reconnoiter and figure out which way the plot's going. Right. I just remember Swamp Thing dramatically saying it like to the camera. Yeah, um, well, yeah, because yeah. because they were taking they, they were taking that screenwriting yeah. trope and just literally saying it to camera. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're like, we don't know how to do this, but we know we need to. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. At this point, um, Bruce and Natasha flirt some more. Uh, they talk about running away together. Cap chops wood. <laughs> Cap. How much wood? Okay. How much wood could Cap chop? <laughs> this is one of my favorite demonstrations of Cap's physical strength. Mm. He, he tears the log in half. It's casual and yeah. just like 
he's mad at Tony, and this is him like kind of throwing a little bit of a fit about it, like fuck you, man. Yeah, that there is so much tensile strength in that man's body. I don't know how he gripped the log to tear it in half, but that is really impressive. That and the helicopter I imagine his scene, fingers went into the wood. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And again, this is like there's Cap has no there's nothing. Cap is just along for the ride in this one. I think and, of all the major Avengers, he's the only one that has nothing to do other than fight. Yeah. Well, and, and this, I as much as Joss Whedon hated making these this middle section of the movie, um, it develops a lot of aspects of these characters. Mm-hmm. Tony saying, like, I don't trust anybody without a dark side. And Cap mm-hmm. saying, like, well, you haven't seen it. It's like, bitch, we know you don't have a dark side. We know you, you don't. Yeah. You yeah. aren't even a Boy Scout. You're a Cub Scout. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're so innocent, yeah. but well, dangerous. Um, <laughs> Jude was like, does does Cap own any shirts that aren't two sizes small? <laughs> so glad he did. Our, yeah. our second product so placement, Under Armour. Yeah. This whole movie was sponsored by, literally, they made Under Armour Avengers gear. Yeah. Yeah. Is that an underwear company? Uh, it's like an athletic wear. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you wear it under your football pads. Yeah. So um, how do I not know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, Tony goes into the barn to fix the uh, tractor. Hey dear. <laughs> yeah. Hey he dear. To it. Oh. Uh, and Nick Fury is there. Nick with a great line. That's a great first line. Please don't make make come, it come to life. Yeah, that is. That is the tractor. Yeah. Uh, um, Please don't bring it to life. This was in my unanswered questions, but how long was Nick Fury in the barn? (laughs) (laughs) Just waiting, waiting for And it was Linda Cardellini. She's like, well, we've been wanting you to look at the tractor. (laughs) That's where he's been living since S.H.I.E.L.D. fell. (laughs) (laughs) It's all a surprise party vibe. (laughs) Nick, Nick, go get in the barn. Uh, I know we we talk about future movies too much, but this made me think of Captain Marvel quite a bit, mm. and yeah. where they go to the farm yeah. in Captain Marvel and reflect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it made me wonder: is that where they like they reverse tied it into like Hawkeye being like, "Oh, he he did this for me when I joined Shield." Mm. Like he sees the value of having somewhere that is completely off the books because of his experience in Captain Marvel retroactively, obviously. Yeah. But still it, it, it ties together nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, all right. He, he gives them some encouragement. Um, they decide to go get a plan together to stop Ultron. Um, Ultron, meanwhile, in Seoul, uses Loki's scepter to enslave Helen Cho. Uh, they begin to use her, her her cradle and the vibranium and the scepter to create a new body for Ultron. One much, much younger and hotter. Um, <laughs> that, that's my ongoing joke with um, uh, in episode three when... Uh, 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 Emperor Palpatine says, "New soon, I shall have a new apprentice, one much younger and more powerful." I always feel like he's about to say, "One much younger and hotter, sexier." <laughs> uh, so they decide. Arm candy. Yeah. Count Dooku fucks, man. Oh yeah, he that does. guy. Yeah. <laughs> what he fucks, I don't know, but he fucks something. <laughs> Twi'lek somewhere. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Um, Asajj Ventress, actually, I think. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. She was his apprentice. I don't know. Um, yeah. Those holes? <laughs> Do you butt- Those bug things? <laughs> How many buttholes does Asajj Ventress have? <laughs> anyway. Oh, questions I never needed answered or asked. <laughs> I don't know what that is. So yeah, I can't say how many. Um, anyway, so um yeah, uh they decide to take action. Fury takes Bruce back to Avengers Tower to pick a, and g- picks up Maria Hill on the way. He's got a secret plan. Meanwhile, Tony goes to the internet. <laughs> which is in that room in Sweden um, to figure out who's been keeping Ultron from accessing the world's nuclear codes. Uh, and and you had made the comment about like, why does he need to go to the middle of the internet? Whatever. Why is the internet in one place? I think he answers that question with the like looking for a needle in a haystack. How do you find it with a magnet? With a magnet. Yeah. Yeah. He made himself easy to find. I think that was the whole point of that. Was like, yeah, he could yeah. go to like a he could go to a library and do that, but he wanted Ultron to be like, oh, <laughs> there you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it wasn't as obvious as it could have been, though. It was. It was the the internet stuff was a little clumsily handled, but it was such a small part of the film. It didn't really make a whole lot of difference. Yeah. Um, oh, and actually, now that I think about it, he wasn't—he wasn't trying to get Ultron. He was, he try- was trying to find who he did not know was Jarvis. He was yeah. trying to draw out yeah. the adversarial yeah. character that was holding Ultron at bay. Yeah, exactly. Which, again, not super obvious. No, it wasn't. It took a couple. It took the second watch for me to realize that's what was happening. So, um, all right. So the Avengers figure out what Ultron is up to and go to Seoul. They also don't try to evacuate Seoul. Um, no, while they don't. Thor, <laughs> e- even though they've been explicitly warned that it can destroy the city. Yes. Yeah. Yep. They only try to evacuate the European city. Um, so Thor and Selvig go to a magic pond for a little while. Um, he figures out the scepter has an infinity stone in it. Um, do you think he picked up Selvig and flew him there? Is this do you on think Earth? He knew where the cave was? Is it on or Earth? Did, I'm very confused I, about the cave. Yeah, I think it's, is I think confusing. it's in England or Europe. So I think that he flew over the ocean to Selvig, who was at whatever institution that he works at as an a university of some sort. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he works in England in Dark World. So I assume that he went there. And then, like, picked him up by his collar or by his belt and flew him to mm. the cave. But did Selvig know where the cave was? Or did Thor know where the cave was? Because if he knew where the cave was, did he need Selvig? I have so many questions about this. Scene. I would have to assume Selvig is necessary for something. <laughs> Otherwise, right? like, why is he getting him? Because Thor can't just go alone. Someone needs to do exposition about why he's there. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, anyways. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they're in Seoul. Wanda reads Ultron's mind and discovers he wants to destroy humanity. The twins turn against him. They free Dr. Cho from his mind control. Cap, Black Widow, and Hawkeye arrive, and it's a big chase scene through the city. They're trying to get the Ultron body. Um, they're, er, yeah. His I new- like the chase scene. It was a good chase scene, yeah. Um, and I like uh, Ultron becoming annoyed, you know, just the 
the pest that he's finding Captain America to be. Oh, I love that earlier when he first sees, you know, God's righteous soldier. Mm. Yeah. Thinks he can live without a war. Yeah. I loved it. Like finally calling out what we all, you know, it's like finally telling Superman off sort of. Yeah. This is also like you're not the official anything, dude. This whole chase sequence defies the laws of physics about a dozen times. Oh, yeah. Sure. Well, yes. Yeah, yes. Of course. More than any other movie the, in the MCU. Just this like 10-minute sequence. There's, like, a, there's a shot where I think it's Cap. I don't think it's – I can't remember if it's Cap or Hawkeye. I think it's Cap um, where he – maybe it is Hawkeye. I don't know. What something happens and he gets shot straight up behind a moving vehicle and somehow – Oh, yeah. It's he, Cap. It's Cap. He keeps moving forward yeah. – while yeah. the vehicle is moving forward, like that's not come back down. That yeah. is not how momentum works. Yeah, and, uh, not to mention the truck is probably accelerating away. Well, at yeah, the same time. exactly. Like, like and then not maintaining your, its current speed. You get a misogynistic line with the black widow. You know, picking up after you boys. Is that the one? Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. He's picking up after you boys. Like so, why does it? Why does every line with her have to point out that she is the only girl? Every right. fucking That's line. Somehow separate. You yeah. boys. So she could have just as easily said, "Cap, I've got your shield. Quit dropping shit." You know, right. like it could. Yeah. It could have. Yeah, it could have been a little bit like. Um. Yeah. Like. Like. Yeah, and like, oh, you're always losing this thing. <laughs> like, yeah, I, look what I found. Um, anything that's not like, yeah. well, Joss Whedon thinks he is winking to the women in the audience, and they are winking right back. I don't know. I'm not a woman, so but to me, I'm like, dude, I can see right through this. This is so tacky. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, all right, they so. they are helped by the newly not evil Romanov twins. Um. They uh end up uh, being able to capture the body. The twins help stop the uh, runaway train. Um, Ultron uh, does escape, though, and he takes Natasha prisoner. Uh, they all go back to New York, where Tony somehow convinces Bruce to also to make another sentient robot. Another, yeah. Let's, let's do it again. one more time. They do it again. I love that they are crazy. They're just like, all right. Might as well try it. Fuck it. Mad scientists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And By t- fire with fire, I guess. Yeah. Um. Th- yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I. I d- so I can totally this, see this- Tony. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I can totally oh. see Tony doing it. Talking Bruce into it was a bit of a stretch, but go ahead. Well, Bruce is very spineless throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um. This. I have a question about this that I will forget otherwise. Uh. In Infinity War, what's her face? Uh. Black Panther's little sister. Shuri. Shuri. Shuri asks, why didn't you do X, Y, and Z when you were attaching the Infinity Stone when you were creating Vision? Yeah, and they went like, we didn't know how to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The answer should have been because we didn't. Ultron did. Yeah. That would have been a really cool tieback to this like, oh, he's a product of Ultron. At least the physical hardware right. is. Yeah, you're right. It was a funny line that he said, you know, because yeah. we didn't think of it. But you're right. It it would have landed better and and had more of the like synergy with the rest of the universe. It's like they wanted to forget. You're that right. And sure, 
sure he would actually have been aware of Ultron, not just from the news, but uh, Claw stole the vibranium. She knows Claw. Claw has the brand. Yeah, there's a lot of connections. They literally say the word Wakanda. (laughs) Like, yeah. 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 Um, So, all right. Uh, Everyone else comes back. They're mad at Tony for trying to make another killer robot. Uh, Like, just when you stop with the killer robots for five minutes, Tony. Um, they pull the plug, but then Thor shows up and Frankenstein's the body, which comes to life. I'm confused by this because they're like, you have three minutes to upload the consciousness into the body. They pull all the plugs. How does sending electricity through it upload the consciousness into the body? It wasn't electricity they were missing necessarily. It was the connection from the computer to upload Jarvis into it. I think that there's a little bit of magic. I was going to say that that wasn't just a little touch of pixie dust in the air. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That was the Mjolnir's. St. Nick just winked a little bit and twinkled his nose. And then. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I'm able to forgive it because it allows Thor to be part of the like triumvirate of Avengers who create vision. Yeah. You know, Plus the body from Ultron. But like, yeah, it is a, like the electricity. It's like the Matrix. Like, why didn't they just, why why use bodies again? Like, because ideally. Or some connection between the hammer and the Infinity Stone or Thor and the stone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sure. It's and ma- he could have said like, I charged him with dark magic. It's not lightning. To what to what what you see as lightning is is sure. Odin force. <laughs> or sure, sure, you know. sure. Okay. There, see, Homer, but, all those wires are why your robot didn't work. <laughs> but yeah, the, it, but I think that might have been too deep, lore wise, for people to be like Odin force. You've never said that in a Thor movie mm. or whatever. Yeah. So all right. Um. Then, uh, Vision comes to life. He talks them into trusting him saying that he wants to help humanity. He's able to lift Mjolnir, and Thor tells them all about the Infinity Stones. And he's Vision, but he's Jarvis. Yeah. They just made a physical Jarvis. Basically, yeah. But he's also more, because he's Vision. Of course, yeah. 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 Um, Clint, meanwhile, is able to discover Natasha's whereabouts in Sokovia. They head there, with their main focus being rescuing the people of Sokovia while defeating Ultron. Bruce rescues Natasha, tells her they're going to run away and never look back. We ain't never going old. Never. Yeah. You and me on the beach. But But yeah, she's in an almost Monty Python-esque medieval dungeon. (laughs) Yes, she is. Yes, she is. So put your arm through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, they're not going to help the fight, but she pushes him over a ledge, bringing out the Hulk. Um, this is the scene that makes me feel like I can retcon in my head that she's just handling him. Yeah, that, you're right. Yeah, uh, she's the horse whisperer. Yeah, kind of. Like, yeah, she's like she, turn him on, it, turn him off. Yeah, it's the fastest horse in our in our stable, but somebody's got to smack it on the ass every once in a while. Right. Yeah. So who can start it off? Who can shut it down? Yeah. So uh, Tony um, (laughs) confronts Ultron. Ultron has a new vibranium body. (laughs) It's it's his summer body. (laughs) (laughs) He's swimsuit season and Ultron's ready. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> He's rigged the city with thrusters. His plan being to turn it into a meteor that's going to destroy all life on Earth. Uh, the others begin evacuating the city, but then the city begins to fly up into the sky. Vision fights Ultron while the others fight the mini Ultrons and rescue civilians. The Maximovs help out. Clint has to give Wanda a pep talk. Nick Fury shows up in a helicarrier. A war machine shows up. They begin to evacuate the flying city onto the helicarrier. Mm-hmm. Pietro dies when he shields Barton from gunfire. Um, Bet you didn't see that coming. Hmm. Yeah, this, I mean, knowing that they had to kill off Pietro makes it make a little more sense. But also, like, he, did, he didn't have to die. He could have grabbed them and kept running. It's the same thing as when, like, every movie where they push someone out of the way of a bus and they stand right. there looking at the bus come towards them instead of right. <laughs> like, come on. Um. So uh, this makes Wanda abandon her post, destroying Ultron's main body which allows one of his drones to activate the machine. The city... <laughs> That's my main body. Then I got my side body. <laughs> I got side bodies in every town from here to... Yeah, you know. To, to Cincinnati. Um, so the city starts to fall. Mom, you put your main finger here. My main, <laughs> main finger? finger? But Stark... And Thor overload the machine and blow up the city into tiny meteors, which do less harm. Hmm. Hulk jumps himself a Quinjet, flies away in stealth mode. Natasha tries to reach him, but he turns off the communications and disappears. It's like like a space age sort of um, Bill Bixby kind of thing. Yeah. He just walks walks away. Yeah. You don't see where he's heading. We didn't mention the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. tie into this. Yeah, we? technically Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ties into this, although they never mention it in the film itself. Yeah, they spend an entire season uh, pulling that helicarrier out of Mothball, and it's the big mystery, and that's how Fury... Because there's both a Sam Jackson and a Maria Hill um, cameo on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, um, but they are Agents of Shield has officially been retconned as out of the MCU, according oh. to Feige at yeah. this point. Um, I think personally, I think because they want to, you know, do like Inhumans at some point. Well, comics do that. Yeah. Yeah. But as uh, Al pointed out with uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Ended uh, up when you want to. Yeah. So um, Vision confronts the last Ultron body, destroying it with the Mind Stone. Clint returns home to Linda Cardellini. And Tony builds a new Avengers facility in upstate New York. Finally, not in the middle of the city. (laughs) Of a populated, yeah. There, Nick Fury tells Natasha that Bruce disappeared and is unfindable. Apparently, they uh, originally the line was going to be that they last saw his uh, Quinjet somewhere around Saturn, but they didn't want to make it obvious that he was leaving Earth, so they changed it. Yeah, good, good, because he his re debut or his re like, you know, lost the word. Yes, yeah, it was so surprising and exciting. 
It was such they... a fun reveal. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, but... and it makes me wonder if the Saturn thing is a 2001 reference. Huh. Mm. Yeah. Because obviously this whole movie is, I mean, <laughs> well, no, AI. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, AI, I evaluated and uh, you're the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, so uh, Tony, Cap, and Thor talk about Vision, um, deciding to let him keep the Mind Stone. Thor goes back to Asgard to investigate the other Infinity Stones, or so he says. Doesn't ever actually do that. Um, <laughs> Tony... He kind of got distracted. Tony leaves, presumably to retire. Um, Cap and Natasha begin training the new Avengers, Wanda, Vision, and War Machine, and the Falcon. But then, wait, there's more. After the credits roll and the mid-credits sequence, Thanos unveils the Infinity Gauntlet and declares he's going to go find the Infinity Stones himself. Yep. Yeah, I wish they hadn't killed Ultron. I know it would have been a lot to have Ultron face Thanos in some way, but as a comic book nerd, I would have loved it. <laughs> I just would love to I see I would have more... loved for him to be part of the solution yeah. to Thanos. That's I... what I mean, yeah, yeah. I just love not... to see more James Spader as Ultron. Yes. Yeah. I would have, yeah, just seen him again. So, uh, yeah, that's... Uh... That's it. Uh, most of our my unanswered questions we kind of went over already. Um, it's a flawed movie, very very flawed. But it's yeah. it's I think it's not as bad as it's generally made out to be. I I like I said, I think it's a great villain. I think it's a great introduction of a villain. I think it's a great arc of a villain, and. Uh, so for reasons like that, but um, yeah, there are definitely points where Jaws Whedon is lazy or tired, whatever the deal is. Um, definitely has its problems, but Ultron's exciting. The Chitauri did very little for me. <laughs> one of the things that always bothered me were uh, the robot lips. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, they loop, move like real lips. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they I did. Do. Hmm. I don't think I had they, thought about that. They they curl and he sneers. Yeah. Mm. Instead of just up and down robot mouth. Yeah. I mean, I understand. <laughs> or I, a Jeff Dunham I creation. <laughs> I understand the decision behind doing that, but yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I I think this has the first like real interesting philosophical moment, um, in the movies, talking about the fate of humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't we don't really get a lot of deep anything in Thor or in Cap. I mean, we get Winter Soldiery like, oh, it turns out that the good guys have been harboring bad guys. But when they talk about when Vision and Ultron are discussing humanity right. from an outside perspective, it is so interesting to watch. Yeah, there's grace in their failure. Yeah, yeah. I, and and of course, I one of the best Vision lines ever. You're hopelessly naive. And he responds, well, I was born yesterday. Yes. I was born yesterday. Like, so pleasant of mm-hmm. a dude. Um, I think this this movie's aged better with context. All but the dialogue and Black Widow's yeah, characterization. Yeah, 
the further we get into realizing that like women have been poorly cast in a lot of movies and, and written in a lot of movies. Yeah, well, that's what yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. As, as far as philosophical, um, yeah, um, Ultron saying to Thor, even like I think you're confusing peace with quiet. Mm. You know, you just don't want any problems. No problems exist, and and so that that's where he's coming from as far as evolution. You know, like you're not totally a waste, but you're not there yet. Whereas Thanos is vague, like I just want to bring battles. You know, yeah, half. <laughs> Just very easy to understand. <laughs> where, where Ultron says, "Yeah, you know, like this is for you," and I'm going to use this cradle to see if we can do something organic and technological. But if not, it's time to move on. Human beings are—they're just destroying themselves. Yeah, it's and, an otherworldly ideology. And, but you're going to kill the Avengers, yeah, and also that. Yeah, that too. I I love his delivery of that in the church. No, please let me take, allow me to take the time to tell you my evil plan. And then, yeah, just, but then later on, he kind of does take his time to tell them his evil plan. Um, So, yeah. All right, guys, you ready to rank this thing? Mm hmm. Ooh. All right, here we go on our big list. Um, The first Avengers is at number one. I, <laughs> I I would have a I would be hard hard pressed to put it anywhere that close to the top personally but let's mm, I'd, I'd like no, to hear No, no way. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Um Let's see. We've got Iron Man at number 3, Guardians at number 5, um First Avenger at number 9, um Winter Soldier was number 4. Um, X X Men Days of Future Past is eleven. Iron Man three is twelve. Mm. Um, that's kind of where I'm thinking. That's kind of where I'm think thinking. This, I don't think this is better than X Men Days of Future Past. No, but I think it's better than Iron Man three. I agree with that. Okay, I can concur. You can concur. So we want to go ahead and just stick it in at number twelve. Let's do yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Avengers, the age of Ultron going in at number 12. Uh, um, which means we are done with uh, this week's and we are going to be looking forward to uh, next week's episode um which is going to be yet another return to the mcu we'll be watching ant-man awesome um Uh, our next avengers movie is going to be infinity war i know there's not yeah well i mean let's let's face it i I mean civil Civil war is avengers 2.5 yeah yeah all right, Ant Man, <clears throat> Paul Rudd, the ageless Paul Rudd, yeah, world's sexiest man. Jude, mm-hmm. Jude watched Clueless the other day, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Who's that guy that looks like Paul Rudd?" I was like, "That's Paul Rudd," and yeah. he's already <laughs> thirty, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, all right, that's it. Next week, thank you everybody for hanging out with us on Harmless Phosphorescence. This has been your host, Throw Smiley, and it's time for me to go escape through the internet. 
<laughs> I'm Josh CC, and I can't physically throw up in my mouth. <laughs> I am smaller agent Brian Lesh. Thanks for coming to my farmhouse. Unfortunately, I'm still Alaric Weber. <laughs> uh, thanks every still time, you. Al. Yeah. <laughs> Thank. Keep assembling. We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye.